0: Which PlayStation franchises will make the jump to PS Five, and which ones won't? Hello, and welcome to Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host
1: Brett and Alongside me, Mister Saw Bridges, bringing you Lucky Episode Sixty Seven. How you been, Brett?
0: I've been good. Uh apparently I just did the name card thing again. But hey, you know what? That's uh if you're watching us on YouTube, you just get to see the stuff twice. There you go. Yeah, there you go. OBS. Uh, I've been S- I've been mostly good. I know you've had a pretty busy work week uh oh, yeah, and then dude. this week was weird because Wednesday completely threw my entire life off. You know, Wednesday was July 4th, so we were off work and it felt like my whole day was like it's the weekend and then like but my brain was obviously like no, no it's, it's not, not the weekend. Um so it was very odd and then uh ended up going back to work and it just felt weird and Half the people are gone from my work anyway, and then I have to stay home yesterday to take care of Grandpa. So it's been a very odd week. Upside is is that while staying home to take care of Grandpa, I did get to get a little more games in. There you go. But we are Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. If you are just now joining us for the first time, you can find us every Monday on YouTube in video format. If you like what we're doing there, subscribe or consider subscribing. Uh, Like the video if you like what we're doing here. And, of course, keep an eye out for a new episode that comes out every Monday. And then, of course, we have our bonus episodes like the reader mail that we just recently put up. For June, where we do monthly, where we take the previous month's reader mail that we did not get to in our standard episodes, compile them all into one episode that we just sit down and hash out. Uh, That way, no question gets left behind. It's like a much better version of the no student gets left behind movement that happened. (laughs) Uh, But... Uh, yeah, if you find us on there, consider subscribing. Uh, if you also want to listen to us on podcast services, you can do so. They come up at the same time, which is 10, p.m. P, uh, 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST. It is late. I'm tired, so yeah, it's all very late. Uh, let's see. If you listen to us on podcast services, uh-huh. consider giving us a review. Let's know how we're doing. Gets our numbers up there, so people can find us a little bit easier. And you can also find us on Patreon, where if you want to help support us, you can do so by giving us a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, any way you want. You can join our Discord uh, and get a nice, pretty name color um, if for being a patron, which we are looking into. So don't kill us yet, Blake. I don't know why it's working on some and not on others. We're I think gonna have to I probably think it figure it out. Was the email thing? I'm not sure, but we will figure that out, and I will get with you, Blake, a little bit further on that, because I'm more curious that we don't lie to people. Uh, that said, uh, you can normally find us on Twitter at TriangleSQRD or the newly found Facebook group, which we have a new uh, new guy named Matt. Uh, don't know the last name off the top of my head. I just saw it a couple minutes ago, uh, so forgive me for that. But hey, welcome to the Facebook group, and thanks for being a listener. Saul, what have you been playing this week with the time that you've had, and what are you wanting to play that you've not had time for there we go switch that question up
1: yeah that's a weird question uh let's see so only really three games this week <clears throat> and i know i'd normally say that and then i end up listing more but really it's only been 3 it's been kingdom hearts one and resident resident evil no rainbow six siege and then the Octop- resident I, mean, evil Octop- siege. I, I don't know i'm, dude, I'm tired i, I said Octopath Traveler demo uh, which I haven't played yet this week, but I have played Hollow Knight. So Hollow Knight, Rainbow Six Siege, and Kingdom Hearts 1.
0: Hollow Knight looks so freaking cool, man. Oh, I'm so mad so that good. it's not out on consoles yet, it but that's okay. It's so freaking good. I will man. give it time, because I know I'll well, say not on consoles, on on consoles that I have, because it's on Switch. Uh, it looks really good, though, and I'm glad that you're saying it's as long as it is, and then Corey posted a screenshot. The art style looks just so sick to me. I don't know what it is. It's like a really simple but striking art style, and the game looks really fun. So, um,
1: um, Yeah, like it, it's just it's that perfect combination of hard and... Uh, just it fills you with wonder as you play. Like, what's over here? You know, you drop down into like a path. I would say, and there's like four different ways to leave that room that you're in, and you know, they all have a purpose to them. So you actually
0: have the urge to want to go back and be like, well, what was down another path? Yeah,
1: you can buy these little pins that you can mark your map with, and that's what I've been doing. So I mark my map on things that I can't. Like I got to an area that's pitch black. And I'm like, how do I get through this? So, like, I know that somewhere along the way I'm going to pick up a lantern or something or a light, and I'm going to be able to go back through it. And how
0: many hours do you think you're into this game?
1: Probably 30. God. Yeah. And there's still more to it. Yeah, there's still more to it. Do you
0: think the game will make its way to other consoles and it's just a limited time exclusive for Switch, or do you think it's actually going to be a straight-up Switch game?
1: I'll do the same thing I did with Shovel Knight, and I bought it on Nintendo 3ds when it first came out yep. and then i bought it back on vita and it was cross-buy with everything so i'll do the same thing i'll buy it on ps4 again okay uh, but yeah kind of slow week got to hollow bastion and kingdom hearts one today uh and i know that <clears throat> initial hollow bastion though right yeah initial hollow Bashing. Gotcha. and then uh i know that that area is i hate that area so much i don't hate uh, it, it's, no, it I hate
0: you it. end up coming back to it though you know it's one of those things where right. you leave come back and,
1: and i'm glad too because you know the mm. For those that don't, I'm not going to really say much, and like in terms of spoiler, but a really cool cutscene happens in which you pretty much just you you just you don't have any. Strength. It's
0: incredibly short-lived, though. Yeah, no, thankfully I know. it's like I what mean...
1: 45 minutes total to get through that area with beast. No, what I don't is that even, character's name? Why, is it Beast? It's Beast. But that's what I thought.
0: Not even that long. I don't want to say too much I because there's actually it. quite a few people playing that game for the first time well, I haven't because played of three in, hyping everybody in
1: so long. So that's what I remember it being. It also could be I was a, a, a really dumb kid and I couldn't figure out how to glide on those glaciers properly. Um, but uh, <laughs> Brett, what have you been playing? I've also
0: know. been playing Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, I am grinding through Hollow Bastion. I've already done everything that Hollow Bastion has. I'm just grinding it for the level uh, because I'm playing on proud mode and I'm trying to work my way through the Platinum. My only thing there is that you know the, the Platinum list for that game, the trophy list, <clears throat> is set up in such a way that it's one of those, those lists that makes you... If you're going to work towards the Platinum, you're almost going to have to make yourself hate the game to get it. And I don't know that I can really completely do no. it all right now, but I'm going to do as much as I can and then w- whenever I naturally get tired of it, I'm just going to quit. I mean, and I, I've played the game so many times that I don't owe it anything. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to play it. Um, the thing I'm doing right now is this leveling of us as much as I can, trying to do all of the uh, extra bosses, the secret bosses like uh, Kurt Zisa, uh, the Phantom. Frost Titan. Um, yeah, Frost Titan. And of course, Sephiroth and uh, Unknown. They didn't change. Or the Unknown they, Man or whatever it is. They
1: didn't change any of these uh, uh, optional bosses in the 1.5 remix, did they?
0: Now, what do you mean? Like, did they change the way they act? Yeah. I mean, so we. You like know, Frost
1: Titan, you still hit his <clears> back or whatever, his shards.
0: I mean, yeah, they they all act the same. The only the only thing that's different this time around is that uh, Final Mix, of course, brings in the Unknown Man, which I'm not right. going to get into. I don't but... even know
1: who that is because <clears throat> I didn't I didn't know nothing about Final Mix. When oh. I was younger. You,
0: oh, yeah, because Final Mix didn't again didn't uh, come, come out up, over yeah. here. Uh, that said, though, I'm about to go look. It uh, as soon as you it, sure. as soon as you see his weapon, you'll know who it is, or you should. Um, and it makes a lot of sense with the story. Anyway, it's just something that they added in retroactively because it was like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. Uh, that said, though, um, I'm trying, and I've never fought him in general. Actually, I didn't even fight him on PlayStation, um, PlayStation Three. Whenever I re-beat the game on there, but I also didn't do any extra run. I just beat the game for the joy of playing the story. Um, <clears throat> so so that, I'll, I'll see. Do. I don't necessarily know how hard he is, uh, so I don't know if he's to the point where I won't easily be able to beat him on proud mode. To be fair, I'm also just trying to get to level 100 to make all of this as easy as possible, partially because Leaf Bracer doesn't unlock it until, like, what did I say, 92 or some crap? 69. 69. Very late, well, it felt
1: like. Well, though. I was h- hoping for a good <sighs> surprise, and it just wow. boiled right in the name of the title. Yeah, that just uh,
0: completely ruined everything. Uh, yeah, that said, though, I've also played uh, the summer sales going on, or the mid-year sales going on in the PlayStation Store right now. Uh, so I picked up a couple games I've been keeping an eye out on. Uh, one of them is Air Memories of Old, which is like a very rhyme-style game from what I can uh, gather from what they show, where it's like an exploration game where you uh, there's floating islands, and you jump off, and you play as a female protagonist and turn into an eagle and fly between these islands and find stuff. Looks really cool. Has a cool art style that's also reminiscent of Rhyme, sadly. Uh, but I like the art style, so I'm not complaining. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I did buy it. Uh, I bought Darksiders 1, even though I already have it on disc, because it was $1.99, and this is be one of the few times that I'm actually going to go trade in my physical copy for like $7 that it's worth and just get something else with it. Uh, I say this, though, if you do not have Darksiders 2, which was free on PS Plus a while back, and you've not played Darksiders 1, either of them, buy them now on sale and give them a try, because Darksiders 3 looks like it's going to be really good. I hope it's really good. They are very interesting games, Uh, and of course... You won't want to go into 3 without having any clue of what you're doing in the franchise. So buy them now while they're incredibly cheap. Support the devs who did that if you even have the smallest inkling of interest towards them. And, of course, that would hopefully build up some kind of excitement for Darksiders 3 so that it does well. Because them taking the risk and making that game is really cool, and I'm glad to see them doing that. I think it'll be a good game a good game regardless of what happens. I hope it's a great game like Darksiders 2 was. Um, But I also played the other game that I bought on the store sale was uh, Jotun which is the game that is made by the same developer as Sundered which is uh Lotus Games uh or Lo- something like that it's uh Lotus something um and it has the same hand drawn art style it's really cool uh and it's got kind of a different you know Sundered was like a metroidvania side scroller style right. this one's like a top down third person isometric view and it moves around on like a flat plane it's very interesting though it's really fun um, it's challenging in fun ways and good ways. Uh, I think so far I like Sundered better, but this game looks is really cool, and right now it's $5, so if it's even something that loosely interests you, it's cool seeing all the things after playing God of War and getting a lot of Norse mythology that way, seeing them referenced in different ways on here, so I'm enjoying that. Um, I don't think I've played anything else. I played a little bit of Crash Bandicoot because my sister was over and she was like freaking out. that She didn't even know they remade it, so I played a little bit of that. Uh, I think that's about it. They've been so. called
1: a... Like- to persuade you furthermore to get a Switch, that game apparently performs really, really well on the Switch in handheld mode. So, like, it'd be super cool to play have it anywhere. in yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, I'll, I'll give it that. It would be a, it actually is a really good game. Uh, play level bites yeah. on the go. That's actually, the way that the game is designed, uh, that old school, like, level-by-level level thing since they couldn't
1: do one big open area, is actually great for the handheld use. It is. So, I mean, Very that's cool. easy start and stop. <clears throat> um, so, now, typically, we would transition into the drop, but I hate to inform you all, including Mr. Drop, To to the the hop hop. Uh, in uh, Discord. Uh, By the way, you guys should join our Discord. It's super fun and uh, very chill. We have, like, five topics going on right now, maybe six. Uh, we have, basically, a trophy uh, trophy boost in Dark Souls discussion, PS Plus Pals, community topics, and stuff like that. And community uh, topics are so, cool. There's
0: something that we're doing. We're just letting community members who come up with any ideas. So far, it's been, like, top 20 list of different things. It's been kind of fun, actually. Uh, but, yeah, there's just any kind of community thing where y'all hop in. People who are part of the Discord for a while want to come in and share thoughts about anything with each other. They're just community-curated topics, which is cool to me. What? Um, but, you know, uh, Saul, so where were you going with that? Sorry that uh, kind of steal no, for no. a second.
1: Join, join our uh, Discord for some fun. But we normally drop into the hop, and uh, this week <laughs> we're not going to hop into the drop at all because there is none yet again. So I have failed you all. Uh, I am sorry. This is like week three that they have yet to upload a PSN blog uh, for it, the drop. So it's the second week in a row, but it, it's... No, E3 after E3 this week, three weeks.
0: But not in a row, right? There was a there was I one in between? Well,
1: yeah, I think there was one in between. Okay, Actually, I that think makes you're right. sense. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, but... So I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, go into the news, uh, which this is not exactly uh, PlayStation related, but apparently Warframe was announced for the Switch. That's cool that's really cool so not
0: surprising honestly the game needs to be as many places as it can be for it to continue to do as well as it's been doing so I mean, that's cool good for I'm,
1: them I'm, I'm gonna hop on that but yeah why don't you hop on the news good sir and then we're gonna hop into our reader mill well
0: look at that. that there's actually news this week and some of it is very very crazy uh, to start things off though Sony originally planned to close the Gravity Rush 2 servers last year I'm sure everybody remembers that uh, there was a online campaign to keep the servers up uh, and they uh, event, they ended up succeeding in that and Sony agreed to extend the date to the 18th of this month, which is July. Uh, so July 18th, 2018. Now a new campaign is starting again to try and push the date further once more. I'm curious to see if it will get as much traction in such a short period of time yeah, to that's, extend that's it again or that's, not.
1: What is that? From from the day this episode comes out, that's nine days. Oh, oh. man,
0: yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see if it actually holds out or not. But here, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. While I wish it would stay up because it, it is a big part of the game and it's actually, I mean, why... Why push to have an online segment in the game if you're going to try and kill it within the first year that the game releases, which is exactly what happened originally. They were trying to close it within the same year that the game came out, which is just ultimately unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, now, what they've done by pushing it and showing that they are listening to fan feedback is cool, uh, but they've already done the push once. I think it's hard for them to justify the cost of keeping the servers up longer. Um, unless there's a very big vocal outcry of people or they see some kind of activity. Cause of course Sony is in a position where right now, if they can spend a very small amount of money to keep good, you know, peace. I, I, oh Lord. Um, PR. If they can keep good PR um, off of something that costs them very minimal amounts of money. Uh, it's something that wouldn't hurt them right now. I right. mean, it's not necessarily like that they have to have it, but I think it would be a good thing to counter some of the recent negative PR that people are trying to spend their way. Uh, and some of it maybe has a point of being spun that way. Um, but we've talked about that at nauseam. So we're not going to keep going. Um, but that was interesting. Uh, next thing up, though, is after an announcement of a mobile game titled Dead Island Survivor Survivors, uh, fans questioned publisher Deep Silver about the 2014 announced Dead Island 2. They have come out and said that the game is still in development, surprisingly, uh, with the mobile game just being a spinoff. What I thought was interesting about this, and I knew this, but I hadn't really thought about it, the developer who's developing this is Sumo Digital. And now, of course, this is very highly likely a different team this is the same developer nonetheless that is also seen multiple delays with crackdown 3 now here's the thing about crackdown 3 they are not the only developer they are assisting development to other to two other studios so how heavy their hand is in it nobody knows but anytime that you see one studio's name uh, attributed with a bunch of delayed titles it just kind of is I mean, and what's funny is I've played a few Sumo Digital games that are really good. So it sucks to see that this is like their place now. But if that's where it's going to be, that's where it's going to be. Interesting to see the game still being made because it seems like every game that was announced in 2014 and 2013 is still apparently being made. We know that with Deep Down, Capcom is apparently still making it in some form or fashion or has at least some intent to continue making it. Um what? speaking of warframe as you were good sir warframe received the sacrifice the story-centric update diving deeper into the game's ongoing narrative on consoles recently and has a promotion running for some decorations and a three-day infin- affinity booster which i don't know what the hell that is uh but for players that ends july 20th at 11:59, i think the code is old friend which is pretty clever so good for them
1: oh yeah you watching that old uh Dude, uh, 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 level one, critical, no damage, no limit, no summons, no drives. What? Yeah. Okay, we're going to watch that when we're done here. Yeah. Uh,
0: Kingdom Hearts fans will know this is absolutely Lingerie ridiculous. Lingering wills
1: is, is 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 yeah yeah it's the boss. I never fought him, but I've heard things and I've seen videos. It's now Sephiroth, on the other hand,
0: <laughs> the hardest boss. I'm kidding. I promise. I've played Kingdom Hearts. He's not the hardest. Uh, Insomniac have confirmed that Venom will not be in Insomniac's upcoming Spider-Man game for the PS4. People were curious after, of course, Sony is making the Venom movie. And, of course, Sony is dealing with uh, some kind of a deal with Marvel over this game. It would have potentially made sense, but them not doing it is fine. The only thing is that this could come back to bite them where they actually could stand to make some money by making a Venom costume, even if it's just to be Oh dude, stupid. if they
1: did a symbiote spider costume for like $2, I'd probably buy it.
0: Exactly, that's my point though, and by saying that Venom won't be in the game at all, it makes something well, like they that. Well,
1: said, they said Venom won't be, but the symbiote may.
0: That is a good point, so, so anything's possible. Uh, Saul, so this one was cool, and you know, we originally were talking about it, so that's why I decided to go ahead and put it in here, and of course it was yeah. a rumor that is not oh, proven yeah, true, but RPG Maker MV has finally been officially announced after the pre e3 leak that we talked about it will be coming sometime in 2019 which is surprising uh, originally i think the leaks called for this year right they may have decided to move because of the, this year, yeah. yeah the heavy release schedule that we're seeing at the end of the year uh, but the, no solid windows announced outside of 2019 their motto though or their tagline one of the taglines they're using after Saul's questioning of how it would be handled from the game standpoint is make upload and play um, which sounds a lot like you know create play share whatever play create share which was uh, the little big planet tag uh but play you can play games by people who made these without owning the game uh so that's cool that's the first good bit of information and the way that you do this is that there's a third party app on PlayStation and all the other consoles that is called let's see I put it down here i think it's um maker mv player and you download it, and you can play any game that's been published by people on there. Now, what I'm curious about is how you have to go about downloading them. Will you just go there, and it'll be curated? Because that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, because one of the biggest things that the original... I was looking into this, too, because I remember the originals being hard. When it came on PC, right, everybody just had to download games, and you never knew what games were actually good. There yeah. was no way to rate them. You just had to tr- hope and find that and there were people talking good and, about them on forums. You so
1: much time doing that. Yeah. You download a game, bad... Discord whereas effort, if they do yeah. yeah
0: if they do the little big planet take which is get all the levels onto one list that you can upload to it goes to and then players can rate and curate and they can have uh levels that are like um community picked or whatever that go up and there are like even developer picked like Melee and Molecule did where it was like oh these are the biggest games or the biggest levels that we that people have made our series of levels I think that's cool. Uh but I think that's the biggest thing is that yes, while Little Big Planet has the downside of you having to own Little Big Planet to play the levels and dreams. Right. Would a would reasonably? I think it's reasonable to con, to assume that it would be the same way. You have to have dreams to play these games. I think it's cool that they are doing something to where you can just download it free and play the game separately. It makes it more sense for the people who want to dump their time into this to do it.
1: I uh, hope that this is across all consoles. Was that confirmed? So is this I don't Switch? know.
0: The only uh, you would imagine would it would be so. right because they're yeah. all the
1: same art assets. Because I'm definitely going to get the game for Switch. Depending on how in depth I can get on PS4 with Sony and their whole you can't use external assets thing.
0: Well, but uh, nobody can use external assets on this. Apparently there, there's just oh. a, there's a, well, unless you're on PC, obviously, Yeah. but, uh, across the board and the game has been out on PC since 2015. It's kind of
1: surprising for Microsoft with, um, you know, I think part of it's just coming to making sure that. the
0: game... See, that might be part of it, and that's something we're gonna, we need to look into. It might be in an effort to make sure that any game made can be played across every console, uh, and all your all your console would be doing would be taking it in, subbing it out with the textures that it has in its game since they are the same art assets and just maybe possibly different rendering, though I would imagine that the game probably just doesn't run that crazily anyway um, on any of the consoles. It's Who knows? We'll see. Um, but it's not like they're making really, really complex games. So... For people who are interested in the idea of RPG Maker and making games on your own, similar to what Dreams is trying to do, trying to give you a uh, an engine without having to know how to code, I think it's an interesting idea. So I also think that Dreams looks really cool though and I know some people are thinking Dreams will fail and Dreams very well could fail and I'm not saying that it won't I am just excited at the possibility of what it can do. Uh, Speaking of Insomniac a little bit ago, a recent post on Reset Era saw Insomniac confirm that Ratchet and Clank PS4 is their most successful game of all time. Here's what I thought it was interesting, no metric for that success was given so we don't know if it's actually their best selling game, if it's their best if it's the game they've made the most money on based on the budget they put into it, if it's been rated the highest which I don't know I guess we could go in and check and see. I think it received an 85, if I remember right, on Metacritic, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so it could be their highest-rated game, though I don't think it is. I, I but yeah, who knows? Because Fuse or whatever ended up actually being called. I can't remember the actual name. Uh, that was the one game when they finally came off, and we're like, we're going to go do our own games. I think EA published it. It didn't do very well. It actually did very Ugh. poorly. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we didn't see uh, Sunset Overdrive. Didn't perform very strongly. Uh, I think that there's an obvious. Ratchet and Clank seems like it would actually be a really easy answer for their most successful game from a sales standpoint. But here's what I do think. I think that Spider-Man will eclipse this. Uh, and that's oh, if yeah. nothing else just because of the name attachment with Spider-Man. Right. Even the crappy, sometimes crappy, I'll give it that. Uh, but most often, you know, at least berated for being less than what they could be. Uh, the games that were made by Activision that were quick and just, you know, movie tie-ins or whatever that they did quick, cheap license games were often sold pretty well, regardless of the fact that they weren't necessarily considered by many to be made. Well, so, uh, Let's see next up Shinmu 1 and 2 collection have officially been priced and dated. It will cost 29.99, which is really good. Uh, I was hoping it wouldn't be 40 or even 60. 15 bucks um, a pop. Yep, and release on August 21st for those who want to experience for the first time or again the games before the third game comes out, which we saw earlier that the third game has been pushed back I think into late 2019. Um so we'll see if that holds or not Deep Silver is also publishing it as well Uh, following the already surprising sequel to Shaq Fu and I promise y'all this is the craziest piece of news on this uh, Shaq Fu's sequel the new game is receiving a DLC in which players control former President Barack Obama in his own side-scrolling beatdown called Barack Fu The Adventures of Dirty Barry I want you to know I don't care this is not about the politics at all this is hilarious This is really, really ridiculous in terms of an idea. I think it's smart because it'll sell just on the the hilarity of the idea and how over the top it is. But go and watch this. (laughs) Go and watch the trailer for this. It is hilarious. It shows Barack Obama and it show, you know their their stylized version of him. It has a, a voice actor that sounds pr- pretty close, close enough to make it very funny. Uh, and it's just doing the most ridiculous crap. Like He's smoking sorry. a cigarette and there's like a woman in the bed with sheet laying over and he's like, sorry, mom, I got to go. It is the most ridiculous thing I have seen in a while. And I actually, you know what? They have balls to do this in this climate. Good for them. Yeah. Roll with it. Uh, Next up, and Sean will be really happy about this, Pokemon-inspired MMO Tim Tim's Kickstarter closed this last week, and the game received 817% of its original goal. It is currently slated for all consoles and PC, with a May 2020 release date being targeted by the developers. If you want to see more, go check out the Kickstarter page. It does look cool. It looks highly derivative i will give it that of pokemon and even some digimon stuff i quite literally saw even if you go to the artwork that's shown it looks like agumon or WarGreymon actually um and it's just doesn't it mean it's a cool idea it's an mmo it's what people have wanted from pokemon for years look at that does that not look like Greymon?
1: well that of a, a digimon
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's de- it's de- definitely Digimonish, but don't worry. There's a, there's a thing that looks kind of like Eevee with some other crap. Yeah, too. I mean, it looks really cool. So, I mean, don't worry, it looks cool, and I think it's I think it's cool. Some some people are worried. <laughs> yeah, some people are worried about. Um, lawsuits i don't think that that's gonna happen this, this looks awesome
1: oh yeah dude this looks really cool i don't see how this is gonna perform that well though i mean in terms of like what's well, exactly what i want
0: from a pokemon game honestly well, de- de- or from a mechanic standpoint we'll see but i mean was... the way the overworld overworld is working looks awesome so i mean if you're a pokemon fan check the game out the kickstart is closed so you won't be able to back it like that but they, it
1: still looks really cool there was like a a, a pseudo pokemon clone back on the um DS. DS called Spectrubs that was really good. I don't know if you've ever played this game. Did but not. It, it was pretty good. I don't know about the sequels. but Who made and, it? Square? I do not know. Disney. Disney, <laughs>
0: of all people. Wow, it's got a very JRPG look to it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool for what it was. Uh, I mean, the Disney wasn't the,
0: the developer, but they were the publisher, and which was, is still interesting. I was
1: also like 13, too. I think, or 14, whenever I have my DS. Just a um, young lad. Just a young lad.
0: Uh, let's see. Fortnite, and this is... God, we talked about it whenever they originally hit this number, but Fortnite has now owned earned, earned over $300 million in May, breaking over the market. Almost hit when it generated $296 million back in April. That is just ridiculous numbers, and I think it's more interesting... What I want to see is, that first of all, the report said it's probably on the decline, right? Because cell phones and PC are starting to flat out. Most of this, uh, what broke it over this, was actually uh, consoles. Uh, what I'm curious to see is if any of this cross-play mess at all affected the game in any particular way, uh, from players leaving because of the issue to, or, or what? Because you know... While Sony, of course, will be affected by the few people who are just being very vocal about it, you wonder if anybody would leave Fortnite over it. You would imagine not, but right. people are also crazy. So anything's possible. I wonder what June's numbers are gonna look like after all that went down. Uh, they could be even higher. I doubt it. Uh we'll see though. If they if it breaks three hundred million again, I think it hit three hundred and eighteen million, if I'm not mistaken. That is absolutely so that's student. just ridiculous. It's that, a seven seven percent increase over the previous month, so uh, another interesting thing, Todd Howard has stated that while Starfield is being developed to push the potential of next gen hardware, it doesn't necessarily mean that the game will not be on current gen systems as well. When they said next gen, they obviously meant from a hard hardware perspective, but he goes into on the interview, he talks about it. They're using next gen as a catch all term of what do they imagine next gen or, you know, the next iteration of an open world RPG is going to look like. Um, From a gameplay standpoint, from the way the world's going to work and and interconnectivity of everything, all the way to what the hardware would be, they're doing this. What's the best way to word this? They're doing this in a way that is aiming for next gen, but may not be next gen. Now, on the other note, he talked about Elder Scrolls 6 and how far away it is. Elder Scrolls 6 is almost undoubtedly going to be exclusively on next gen consoles. They've never
1: done a cross gen Mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls game.
0: Nope. Well yeah, tr- yeah, actually cross gen instead of it being a um a port or a what what do you no, not a port, a um remaster or anything like that. Because, of course we have Skyrim now on two different consoles. Uh it's just a, it's a remaster. I should say cross. Yeah, well, no, but cross-generational is when a game releases in a very similar window and is not considered a remaster. Kind of like what happened with Assassin's Creed 4 whenever it came out on PS3. You're I right, like Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah, yeah exactly. we've never had Elder Scrolls like that before. Yeah, never. So it's interesting to see that Starfield may end up that way. He's, he's being very vague. So that's, a I mean, for their side of things, I get it. They don't want to put any kind of promises. But this tells me two things, right? The game is not near as done as I somewhere in my head had got i'm not saying that it was a lot done right but this makes it sound like maybe they've been working on it for years but they've been working on it in the background as a secondary team and that they're just now getting to the point where they're they're working on it hard they're doing all these things but i guess in my mind the way they came out about it it seemed like it was like okay they're being pretty ballsy this feels like a 2020 game or even a 2021 uh, yeah game, and right? I'm,
1: I'm sick of cross uh cross gen games coming out like At that point, if you're making a game, don't let the current gen hold you back if it's going to. And that's historically what we've seen.
0: And what's also interesting, though, is what we saw with games like Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. And there's actually, if you uh, listen or read uh, Jason Schreier's book that he did about it, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, where he goes over different chapters, they talked about in that thing where originally the cross-gen games happened so heavily at the launch of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because of the fact that up until the point, you remember all the doom and gloom about consoles was coming out. So everybody thought it was stupid to make a game just for next gen consoles. Right. So what they ended up doing was holding back dragon age origins it was a and, or dragon age Inquisition. Sorry, in a lot of areas because they were trying to accommodate two different skews yeah. or technically four different skews uh, and, and five, if you include PC. PC, Yeah. So with that being said, it's, I don't I think that if anything, the fact that gaming's in a stronger place now than it's ever been, I think that we'll see less of a reliance on I, on I hope so. Cross gen. The obvious cross gen games you'll see, I think will be Call of Duty, Call of Battle Duty Any yearly release, probably if there's an Assassin's Creed that year, it'll probably be there. And of course sports games. I think right. you'll obviously see whatever that year's FIFA and, are and are Madden fine with. Which of like course big it makes sense.
1: RPGs that are being held back delayed or anything of that nature. Or even
0: being it. held back from a technological standpoint to make sure they continue to yeah. run on old hardware is not but we'll see so anyway i thought that was interesting and the fact that he goes into elder scrolls it was it was an interesting interview if you have any kind of weird questions about that Uh, he also talks about fallout 5 and how fallout 5 will be story centric and that 76 is being made so that they can iterate on ideas quicker uh in a in an environment that fits for it i think that that makes sense uh i still i think fallout 76 looks cool and i'm probably still going to get it and play it i don't necessarily know that it's what i want but i'm willing to let them show me that it's something i'm at least loosely want you know um and let's see last thing i have on the list is crash recently released on switch and xbox one but ps4 pro has also received an hdr update finally thank god of course, after I platinum all the games, but I love them. I'll play them again. Uh, and they've released another bonus level completely created by the dev team. Unlike stormy ascent, which was a remake of a previously cut level from the first game. The new level titled future tense is a, f- is free to all players, but must be purchased in the PS store and downloaded separately. Purchased, of course, just meaning you to go to the store and download it. And show it, uh, the future tense level looks cool. It looks like the Screw last stormy ascent. <laughs> I hate that. But the future tense level looks like the last world when you're in the the future city. I can't actually remember the name of it from Warped right now. Um, But... It looks like it's based around that thing, which is cool because, of course, the Stormy Ascent level was designed and cut from the level or from the area of levels where you're climbing up Cortex's tower in the first game. So it's cool that it has a visual tieback, but it's also interesting to think of somebody developing a new Crash Bandicoot level in a game that is is so old in the style of that game, which leads me to hope, and I already thought this, that they will make a new game with that same play style because all this is done. The remaster has proven that at its core, Crash Bandicoot is still a fun game because the gameplay itself is fun no matter how dated anything else gets, right? Because you can always change graphics. You can always change the way that different effects are going on. Uh, but what you can't change if you're remaking a game necessarily if you want it to be true to it you can't change the fact that the game is or isn't fun right sometimes games are fun in their time period Unless they and they don't hold up from an age wise Is holding them back and sure but it's I mean very rare that's and while Mario is while Mario is not a game series I, I particularly love I still do think that for the most part Mario 64 is a fun game even though yeah. I don't really love it I love it uh, but my point being is that I still get why somebody would want to play it today and actually be like holy crap this plays well right because not all games games you can say that about
1: yeah and I think it uh for it being a 3d platformer the way it is it controls and handles really really superb um but that was the end of the news, everybody. Now we're going to hop into mail. So for those that don't know, we post a mail tweet every Wednesday and Friday when I think about it. And this Josh last week has does been, a
0: great job of posting it on Facebook for yes. me where I continuously forget. I promise I'm trying to do better. But this, thank you, Josh, for this, taking care of it.
1: This week for me has been ridiculous. So I got a, uh, the Friday tweet on Saturday and Wednesday was lost in the abyss. Um, so luckily we did have some questions come through and uh, feel free to keep an eye out. Follow us on Twitter at triangle SQRD. And uh, anytime these pop up, feel free to ask us a question. It can be personal. It can be about anything in the world you want to know. Uh, about us and uh, we'll answer it And if we don't answer in the episode of that week We're going to put it in reader mail like Brett said earlier
0: And again because we're not quite used to saying it You can find the Facebook group That is still newly minted relatively uh, It's Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast You can find our group on there Join it if you're not much of a Twitter person or a Discord person Don't like the idea of quick writing chat Just uh, join that because it's easier to have a Threaded conversation where you can keep a thought process Going and moving along
1: And we uh, have a community on PlayStation and it's dead
0: yeah, to be fair, it's just I don't play a lot. I got on yesterday whenever I was playing uh, Jotun, but Absolver uh, 2. Uh, I started with Absolver, and uh, other Josh, Drago, got on and was like, holy crap, you're online? I was like, yeah, I know. It's rare. Yeah. I mean, I'm always online, I but I'm never myself, playing anything online. I keep myself
1: though. hidden most of the time. I, and sometimes I think they'll change it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but we have our very first question uh, given us to us by Richard. He says, PlayStation VR... Will Sony continue to support it, or is it dead off when the PlayStation Five comes out? Uh, this is actually an interesting question um, because I think right now what we're seeing with PSVR is just small indie titles coming to pop it out here and there when supported, uh, with and some
0: with some with uh, some third party. Yeah, bigger. I t- mean, because you can't necessarily completely take away the importance and significance of what Bethesda's done with bringing. Uh, I mean, Skyrim, the complete experience over, and of course, Doom. And then of course, they're doing it with VR as a whole market instead of just PSVR. You can also talk about the fact that they did Fallout 4 VR uh, from an entirety. And that still could, potentially come to via PSVR. I don't know. Oh, is that Maybe. Not on PSVR? I don't think so. Uh, um, wow. I could be wrong on that. I wouldn't necessarily be interested in playing it. So I'll say that. Uh, but still, I think that there is enough third party support going on with it. And then of course, a lot of indie games and a lot of cooler games. I mean, there's a lot of games that I look at. And I'm like, if I definitely now with grandpa having a stroke, it's harder for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to strap this thing on my head and put these things around my ears yeah, where I can't where hear anything. The world. Uh, I can do it after he goes to sleep for the most part. Um, it's just one of those things where I've, yeah, I've not played VR in a while actually. And I, I mean, I feel bad about it, but what I want to say on this, uh, so you want to finish your thoughts? No, yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Um, what I think is interesting about it. I don't think it's dead. Uh, I don't think it's dead now. I think there's enough proof in that. the fact that it still continues to do well. Uh, but this is where I'll say about where it goes in the future. I think that, uh, VR has done well enough specifically for Sony, uh, in this first real generation of it. Uh, and Sony is, head of the market they are the head i mean they have enough proof to show that there is a market there and that with more iteration on a hardware standpoint to make it simpler and easier for people to do uh having it integrated into your next console to where it's not something it, where they can cut down the cost on not having to have an external unit
1: yeah um, there's a lot of ways there's for them to improve on things for me about what the i don't think they should in- integrate it that way I think that it, it is it because case, of the cost for you, or why? No, it's because I'm still one of those firm believers, and I don't care what developers say that VR is a fad. Um, it is not the future of video games, it never will be. Uh, it's too inaccessible for multiple kinds of people uh, hearing, seeing issues, all kinds of things. And then, of course, uh, the cost of it, of a single unit, is what's ridiculous. So I don't want Sony to put something potential. In their system, that's going to cost them extra production money, extra uh, cost on top of the console. And I'm not exactly well. If it's part
0: of it. the, if it's part of the chip, right? If it's part of the chipset, it really would not be a substantial They're, cost. I, It'd be easy my, for them to work on, and then be a port that's just there, similar to the port that you have on all the PlayStation. To our knowledge, though, that's like, currently only used for the camera. And, this and this is my coming, point.
1: This is coming from a mainly PC guy, but like, or not PC guy, but in terms of VR. Um, there's really, like, it's the same thing as what you have a, like, with that, except it has an external supply. So as long as it's a CPU, what do you mean? Uh, sorry. it's all plug-and-play. There is no little box that comes with uh, the Vive. There oh, no, yeah, yeah, of course. But so that's because the PC is handled differently. Right, as long as it's something similar to that, I don't want it built in uh, with, like, I don't know, an extra $100 added to the cost or something. Well,
0: okay, this is what I'll say. So you know how there's no box that comes with the Vive, right? Right. Well, this is what you do have to have. You do have to have a graphics card which is set up for VR. If you do not have a VR ready graphics card, you cannot play VR. If you do not have a VR ready motherboard, you cannot play is. VR.
1: I mean, I think that it just depends on the strength of graphics card. I think VR ready is more of a marketing thing.
0: To an extent, it is. But at the same time, what it comes down to is that you do have things that are obviously like, okay, well this is built with VR in mind because VR is something that graphics developers are actually sitting there and going, okay, this has to be thought out to be able to not only just be a strong card, but also be a strong card when you're doubling your images, putting them on two different things. Even even any of the budget cards have VR radio. And I will say this, I don't know how much of an effect that has on the graphics card processors, I mean developers, right? I don't know how that works, but my point being is that, the PC is an entirely different beast because it's already a modular design, I, I right? Think, I Consoles think are different. VR
1: is a separate beast to begin with. Oh, no, VR I is, but... I think that Sony should make a good second unit that would be, that has 360 cameras and allows you for 360 viewing and turning. And I think that it should come and I of, think it at will. a well-priced. Uh, it shouldn't be part of a console at all. Uh, and I think that as long as... It, VR is such a small niche community. Like, without a doubt, it is very... it is. I mean, I will agree, but there are some people that are –
0: and I know this from just – I mean, again, this is people on on forums and stuff, right? Right. Go ahead and finish up. I was going to say,
1: so far right now that most of the VR games – that, are, that people are praising are literally gimmick games. Not saying they're bad. Like, Job Simulator is a fun game, but it's literally a gimmick game. It's it's you and they're doing fun gimmicks to have fun, and it's, like I said, it's fun, it's entertaining. It's but the games that's, you need to get people right. to hop on early yeah. on. Yeah, of course. That, and that's the problem, is that I think the best example of a good VR game done really well, uh, other than VR chat, because that game, it, 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 the social aspects of that game are really cool. But um, uh, Resident, Resident Evil 7, Yeah, like, that's sure. the only game so far that I've seen of, like, that actually would be worth buying a VR for if more games like that were made. Yeah, and, and I'll unfortunately, say this nothing has. Sadly, because Ma- of the Skyrim. fact that it has
0: to be, that's what I was gonna say, Skyrim, the only thing about Skyrim is that it could be a little you when you're playing it, it's fun, it works well. The only thing that is constantly going through your head while you're playing it is that if it wasn't for the Move, this would be slightly easier. To, if there was an analog stick on the Move, right? But these are things they weren't thinking about when they developed the Move. They weren't making it for VR. They were just, and then when they brought it back, they were just trying to make they, money. And that's off why of they need to make a really good, of course, and I a really and, well done. Now all of this version. will happen, right? And now, but what I say when it, when you go into putting in the console is that having one extra box out when you could you could work that cost just like okay, the PS Vita, right? The PS Vita and the PS4. They both, they have chips in them that are specifically built for remote play. Right. The majority of people will never use that, but the cost to include it on the system chip was so small. That's, that's
1: streaming though, versus VR. VR costs can be quite up there. That's why that whole VR well,
0: thing. but we don't honestly know that. I don't know that. You don't know that. And re- the only people that do are the people who actually deal with putting the system, or putting the chip in the chipset. I set, assume right? that
1: if that box broke, it would cost Sony at least $100 to buy, to for you to be able to buy a new one.
0: The VR box that I have? Yeah. I don't think so because all it is is audio processing. There is no extra vision. And of course it splits your video and, uh, forces it to... Isn't
1: it an extra graphics processor in there, too? No.
0: Not necessarily. All it's really doing is forcing whatever you're putting into it to split and then double. So, games have to run at a minimum of 60 frames per second, and then it forces them up to 120 frames per second for reasons that work with VR. So, this is... For people who who aren't necessarily crazy into VR, this may sound boring to y'all, but, I mean, VR is handled that. The way Sony did it is to try and make it easy to hit by the restraints that are put by the console itself uh the box takes in the 60 frames per second and then splits that and then doubles it to where it goes to 120 frames per second so that way that you do not get hit with any kind of eye fatigue or any kind of motion sickness that happens from too low of a frame rate right uh that's something that goes on i don't think the box would cost that much part of the what costs the box money is uh extra usb po- i mean extra uh, um HDMI ports, obviously, the box casing itself, which is minimal cost. Uh, The majority of the price is specifically in the headset. Now, when you're looking at that, (laughs) the processing that's in it that we know is in it is audio processing because the box itself handles 3D audio. Uh, That's what the the audio goes through and it tells it which ear to go to when you're turning your head so that it does it accurately. And there are other small processes. I don't think it costs that much. Working that cost in there, the same as a streaming chip, it would be one chip I would imagine, possibly two with 3D audio, though I think 3D audio will probably be put on the chip generally anyway. Yeah. uh, Because there are things that VR introduces that can be worked into gaming in general. I think that it would actually be a plus for gamers to just have a headset on and – all the, the headset would have some kind of a, of a gyroscope in it to where if you turn your head, the sound moves with you without even having to have VR in the equation. I think that, that would work and be a cool way to work the game. Uh, of course, that does kind of the fact that the reason that set, that works so well in VR is the fact that when you turn your head, your, your line of sight moves with it, you already have technically 3d auto in a game. Whenever you turn your analog stick and your, your field of view determines what you hear from where in a right. game currently. So, I mean, I don't. I don't think. The, I guess I didn't think about that. But yeah, my I, point being is that I don't think it would be an. Ex, I don't think it'd be a substantial cost. It would be something easy to do. It would get rid of one extra box, which is something that people are complaining about. It would cut the cost down on the unit itself because it's one less thing you have to do when it's already on a system chip and not having to build a custom case for it, design anything for it, put a power supply into it. It's all built into the chip, uh, and then from there, the obvious thing. This is what I say. When when Sony's at the top of a market, there they are the uh, yes. There's there's contest in the market. I mean, there's uh, there's obviously people who are in the market besides them, but Sony is dominating the market right now and it would be really unwise of them, in my opinion, to let this be the only thing. I think that it's done well enough that Sony will surely try it one more time at least with the most refined version of it. You can get dropping move support and going towards something, or at least if it's going to be Move light, going towards something that's far more advanced than move so that they have an experience. that's more like the vibe and the rift. Uh, I, that's basically where I'm going to end it for the time being. Cause I, I think that VR has done enough and proved enough and that people are still VR's lasted longer than move has by far. It really lasted longer than connect did. And the only yeah, thing can you really talk about and the only thing you talk about when you when you're comparing this to motion um, controls is Wii the Wii was still a short-lived success if you really think about it the Wii once it had its initial sales boost it just went kind of crazy it sloped off and it stopped having so many games that focused on that so i mean i think that we will see them try again and i think it's i think it'd be unwise for them to just leave something on the table like that when they are the head right this would be like People saying that handheld gaming is just a fad. And I'm not saying that that happened. But this would be like people saying handheld gaming is a fad and that uh, even though Nintendo were at the forefront of it, right, and that handheld gaming came out. And they go, oh, well, it's just a gimmick, right, whatever this. And I'm not saying that it's completely a great com- a comparison. But Nintendo would have been dumb do- back when they did the Game Boy to not iterate on that with the Game Boy Color.
1: I think that all we're seeing on VR, though, for like 90% of the games is all blowware, though. And that's what makes it a fad to me.
0: I don't necessarily agree. I think that there are a lot of games that are man, But, I mean, there's I also a lot 90- of games that look really good, like uh, uh, a- 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 Apex Construct or whatever looks really cool. I actually want to get that. Uh, there are, of course, the kind of more goofy games that are say, budgeted price. You
1: think about all the games that we read off throughout the drop over the past year, and you think of how many good games came from that that are VR, it's like two. Got, you yeah, got, you got you got.
0: Um, now, just to, to be fair, not just from me having one. I don't buy every VR game because I don't get to, and right. I don't have enough time to play them necessarily. uh In a way that I would want to. The way I play games, I want to play and sit for a long time. It's just really hard for me to do that with a kid and with my grandpa. Uh, definitely now,
1: it's going to be even harder. um But see, for me, even like just just based off of like my own play style as well, it's like that's not something I'd want to jump in and do. Every single time I play, and a I game. think the other
0: thing is that the games are somewhat limited to what PSVR. PA, okay, so PSVR being the market leader means that it's going to get it's it not the market leader, yes. And sales, dude, the PlayStation VR has sold more than Vibe okay, well, and Riff software games and stuff. Yeah, but I'm talking, I'm talking, okay, let's how would you okay. say market they, I'm trying to think, they have the market share, they have the majority market share of VR. That's the best way to call this, right? I think the now, I'm not talking about from next. a hardware leading or whatever, but if you put the Vive and the Rift together, at least the last numbers that I looked at, uh, the PSVR was selling over over that combined with the two of them. So when you think about that, and God, we've talked about this way more long enough thought yeah, we would. Yeah, let's, let's get it. Uh, but we'll, we'll finish this. it up. So my point being, though, with that, most games are going to end up on PlayStation VR, right? Before anywhere else, even. So we're going to get the worst version of them because while PSVR may be the, the leader, it's also the most budget-friendly. It is the one that has the most concessions that have to be made to make it work, and it's got the worst input method of all of them. If Sony were to take their market lead, where they have all these games that are trying to be made for it and have a lot of people willing to work with them on it, uh, and VR continues to do good on computer, then what they could do is do everything that they're already doing and just throw that in, and then the games would stop being held back by the limitations of, of Move, Right, because right. that is a big deal, and you would get the games that you may actually want, and you get less of these games that are trying to work within the limitations of what VR is <laughs> currently offers with PSVR. Well, you already see bigger games on the Vive and the Rift. That's what I was gonna do. say is that
1: this is where I am want to end it is that like the, you already see like the Vive and the Rift how strong they are compared to VR, and you still see the same crap on there too. Not like like I said, I'm not hating on VR that much. Sure, it's and just, a lot of stuff for me.
0: You know the thing about Fallout, right? how would fallout work on playstation vr
1: you assume with the gun well, they, controller they but you the, don't know the cinema mode or theater mode way better than what it is it's really cool but like get the grain out or the... Uh,
0: and that has to come from the next ev- the next right. evolution in display be, technology that will be why I would and that will to have it. to be at least a 1440 if not a two i mean uh, a 1440p if, if not a 4k display in there that's really what we need to happen. The problem is, is that when you look at 1080p, 1080p looks great from a distance, right? When you're putting 1080p right up All against your, close face, your face,
1: yeah,
0: it's going to look bad. And that's what you're dealing with is a 1080p panel in each eye, right? Uh, and when you're thinking about that, you know, going up to even a 1440 would be a, a, a big improvement. But going to 4K would be what you really would it want. Seven hundred dollars for the headset who knows? Alone. 4K is going down in price considerably, but these are also very small OLED panels. That's true. Um, so there's a lot of things to say about VR I didn't think it would be worth that much conversation but apparently it was so if you have any thoughts on VR let me know what they are because I'm by far the VR expert it's just of the two of us I have I don't like the VR. most say in what VR is currently yeah. and that's still I'm telling you is not much I have not played I've played far from every VR game on PSVR um, I still think it's cool technology and I think it can go a lot of places I was willing to adopt early to make sure that hopefully it could do well and because I want to see it go one more iteration where it's probably at it's best right right so
1: Next question up, we have our good old friend Elchebib. He says, good morning, guys. With House Marquis leaving the arcade ar- arena for now, what do you think the prospect of, of them succeeding otherwise with their new game? Have companies focusing on one type of genre succeeded when they switch to another genre? Any example than Gorilla Games? Keep up the great work. Man, um,
0: I'm trying to think. What game are they coming out with now that's leaving their uh, arcade style? I,
1: I don't know, but like I know that as long, it should be sci-fi, in my opinion, because Matterfall looked like a really cool game.
0: And that I wonder if that's the
1: one. I mean, no, Matterfall came out. Matterfall came out in 2017. Yeah, so it, it's not well. It's not Matterfall at all. Um, but in terms of like uh, what games they've, uh, what companies have done that well, I can't really. Okay, think so I see. Of, there's a,
0: there's an article on their site that says "End of an Era, Long Live Arcade," and now for something completely different. And it's saying that uh, arcade is dead. So my assumption with this is that they are seeing a decline on them making the same style of games. So to survive as a company, they see the need to try and do something differently, probably for monetary reasons as a business, but also creative reasons. Uh, you know, it's an added benefit. I don't know. I think it is interesting to see a developer who's been doing something like this so well for so long, move away from it. I don't know how it will affect them, but I do think that the only thing you can really look at is, yeah, it's scary to imagine a, a developer moving away from their style, but, l 2 you mentioned specifically Horizon, or you, you mentioned Guerrilla Games in that what you meant by that as Horizon is such a huge departure in a lot of ways from Killzone, and we saw it pay off in spades to them. Uh, Killzone was a fine-selling franchise. Horizon just squandered every bit of what Killzone had managed to build. In one game, and that was coming from a team that had that was not necessarily when they started developing the game prepared to make that kind of game. I think smart decisions as well as creative push to do something new and different can do a lot of crazy things. And if this is what House Mark is doing, and the decisions not only out of fear but also out of a want to do something different, but also it's it's House Mark.
1: I thought it's House Marquee. Um, I've
0: heard so many people
1: pronounce it House Marquee.
0: Maybe, but I'm just gonna call it House Mark. When well, a majority of us are wrong. <laughs>
1: I mean, I would agree though that that, I'm not that, that, I'm that right example it. Horizon is by far the is by far the best example in terms of a developer changing things up and it actually being better. Uh, because what's the last time? Okay,
0: okay, I guess you could say this to an extent because it's not completely true, right? I'm trying to think of other developers that are very big and noteworthy that moved away from a specific style. In this, in in as drastic of a sense of what Horizon was in comparison to Killzone, and it's hard for me to think of one. But I know that it, there has to be one. It could one.
1: be because of either my bad memory or just the, the how bad of a failure they were. That maybe, but I mean, you're like, you trying
0: to think of it, right? Because Naughty Dog started life as a platforming company.
1: I guess that's a good one. Yeah, okay, Naughty so Dog started Naughty with Dog, Jack Daxter, so... well, they
0: they started with Crash, Crash Bandicoot, yeah. Then they moved to Dragon Daxter, which is an obvious evolution, right? Yeah. And then through even out that series, it evolved to a point where it was almost more of a GTA clone. Yeah. Uh, But it still had platforming at the heart of everything. It was there. Was bad. Um, Two was awesome. I actually two was awesome. Um, Three was not good. That said, though, you know, you think about that, and then moving from that, which is kind of action but still platforming, and then you move towards Uh, Uncharted. You're falling out the bottom of a train. Now, here's the difference, I guess, for Uncharted, right? Uncharted put so much more emphasis on cinematic, being cinematic and being very movie-like, trying to push the technological envelope in a way that we had not seen them do prior to that switching to a th- see it it's in still even uncharted's an obvious evolution and of, and last of of their playstyle well. and the last of us is an evolution of of uncharted's gameplay yeah, I'm going to go Horizon.
1: I think is by far the best example I can think of. And I think you nailed it on the head, uh LCD. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think it's interesting. I I'm curious to see what they do next. I'm not a huge Housemark fan or House whatever it is. Uh I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I mean I don't I've played a few of their games, I guess. Uh not I, I've known about their work for a long time. Uh but I've just never gotten around to playing them.
1: So good luck to them. That's all I gotta say. Uh, so we have our last question of the week, and this is actually leading us into the topic of the show. I think that it's Mr. Steve over here has never—he always asks us good questions, but I don't think he's ever made a topic. So, I congratulations, Steve, if this is the first time your question has ever inspired a topic. But he says, "Which Sony franchises will continue to continue make a comeback or go away on PS5?" Brett, what franchise is going to continue? Oh, so this is a
0: weird question. It's, it feels oddly loaded, right? Because there's already games that I feel like we should have seen on this generation that we didn't. That if you would have asked me this question at the end of the PS3 gen, I would have been like, oh, surely. Uh, one of those, surprisingly for me, I this sounds like a weird question, right? So are we taking the question, how, how do we say it? Are we taking the question like what PS4 franchises, or are we just going to say Sony franchises, right? He's wording it as Sony franchises? I'm going to word it as Sony franchises. Okay, so... I think that while we've seen this gen take a lot of games away, I think that we will start to see them in some form or fashion uh, because we've seen Sony see that you can do stuff to a game of a long running series and make it relevant again with God of War. Uh, God of War is also massive. So it made sense for them to take the risk on God of War, but we may see them also take that risk in other routes because we've, we've had a lot of odd things go down recently where we've seen uh, like um uh, shadow of the colossus remake do really well so there would be reason for them to go off of something like that even if you don't want to call it a franchises you may see japan studio uh team back up in some form or fashion uh with studio uh, or whatever gym design and make their next game still maybe be a playstation exclusive uh, so we consider that like you know Ico, shadow and the last guardian are kind of like all one thought process to me. So I would consider whatever comes next, as long as it has a similar vibe and feel to be part of that same thing. So I think that there's a chance that we see whatever Gen Design's working on next be a PlayStation exclusive somehow, some way. Okay. Um, and a Potentially, PS5 though, game. no one knows, and probably a PS5 game, yeah. Um, that said, I think that we have a chance, not a high one. I will be very honest about that. I think Resistance probably needed a
1: break. So you think that'll go away or you think that'll make it I, come back?
0: I think it'll come back because it's not hit It's not hit this generation at all. It hit Vita, but it hit Vita when PS3 was still the console and PS4 wasn't out yet.
1: Do you think that's one of those things of like how hope... Um... I think
0: that... Okay, so first of all, Resistance, just to kind of talk about why it really went away, it never sold incredibly well anyway. It sold well enough to continue Justify making them. But then they tried making Resistance this really big title to be a big pusher for Vita. And they thought, I guess, that they were doing this in a really good way. But instead, they gave it to whatever that freaking developer was called. I can't even think of what it is right now. I used to know their name. Uh, I don't even think that they exist anymore. They moved into being a specifically mobile developer. But that said, it's the developer. It starts at an N. Uh, But they made that game and while it was okay and I really just mean okay it felt good to play more Resistance and graphically it was pretty cool for it to be on handheld and still look and feel like Resistance the online wasn't awful but it didn't feel like a first party effort uh, it was obviously not a first party effort and then that same studio came out to make the Call of Duty game that also was received very poorly and even worse of a game to me uh, than Resistance
1: Yeah, I've heard. so what basically
0: that happened one. is they put their stock into a really really bad developer and what I can only assume was an effort to get the game done quickly and at a co- and at a low cost to try and hit close to launch because they wanted to try and give Vita the biggest launch lineup they could to make it succeed. Right. They did so much to try and make the Vita succeed, but they they did a lot of missteps, right? Uncharted was an obvious winner. Uh, that's that's still I think the best-selling game on the system. Um But when you move off into the other games they did, Wipeout 2048 was actually awesome. Uh, You saw them try and bring Zipper Interactive up with their uh, Unit 13, which was trying to live off of SOCOM's uh, life and just did not do it for them. Um, They saw a lot of things coming together where it was like they tried... But they tried in a way that just seemed kind of half assed and a little half hearted. Uh, and for the most part, it didn't pay off for them until later when they came out with like Kill Zone and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was not at launch. So I think that Resistance coming out on Vita and b- bombing the way it did and getting bad reviews, aren't bad enough reviews for it to be a Resistance game, I think that that's what killed it. And I think that Resistance having a break as long as it did, I think it would be cool to see it coming back. And I think that there are enough games that would, they'd be able to gauge, like, okay, well, this is a similar enough game. The interest seems high. There might be a real value to trying to. Look at it again, give it a weird makeover that feels decidedly resistance while still being new, and let's try and God of War this series. And I hope that's something that they're actually interested in trying, because I would also like to see the same thing done with Killzone. I don't think we've seen the end of Killzone, so there's another one I think will be coming back. I do think the I PS5 think will see. I think back as well. What's funny is I actually think they may do the same thing with PS5 as they did with PS4, which is I use hope they Killzone. Don't do this. Hold on. Nope. What, as a launch game? Yep.
1: As a launch game that is no, really pretty, but no substance.
0: I disagree with that, but I, now I'm not saying it's the every, most substance every, game.
1: For every one Killzone fan that says Shadowfall is decent, there's like 10 other Killzone fans that say it's terrible compared I to the I don't hear rest. that many
0: Killzone fans say that, but maybe it just depends on where you're looking, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not arguing that, but here's my point about why Killzone came as a PS4 launch game, right? Killzone was a franchise that did well on PlayStation. Obviously, it was a technical course, showcase, course, two, if nothing two else. Two separate consoles. Well, yeah, Killzone One never did great. It did okay, and, well, but Killzone it 2, two to warn a sequel. Two and three did amazing, and yeah. two and three were really big technical showcases for the PS3. And Shadowfall yeah. is a great technical showcase for the PS4. But here's why you choose a game like that, right? It's a first-party game that has enough name recognition to excite people, but is also not expected to sell millions upon millions of consoles or uh, millions upon millions of games because early early days in a console. It's why I don't think Horizon will be a launch game unless they're really ballsy and hoping that Horizon being a launch game, Horizon 2. Because I think Horizon, spoiler, <laughs> Horizon, not a spoiler for the game, but my next game, I think Horizon will obviously see a comeback. I think everyone knows that. That's not even surprising. But I, don't, I think it would not be a good launch game. Maybe a launch window game because two, two games did this with PS4, right? Infamous, a game series that was always reviewed well but never sold just amazingly. Second Sun was a launch window game, right? right. It sold well enough. It was good. Sucker Punch is now doing their thing and they are seemingly growing bigger and bigger with every game. Good for them. Killzone came out. These are both games that they were in their mind. I guarantee they were like, well, if we sell a million copies of each, we're okay. But you wouldn't make Uncharted 5. Not that that's going to be it, right? I think that Uncharted comes back. I do think that that is the series that the newly found studio is working on. We've seen that Uncharted can work without Nathan uh, with The Lost Legacy. But I don't think Uncharted 5 or Uncharted whatever, you know, suffix or whatever you want to put on it um would be a ps5 launch game because uncharted has always sold millions upon millions of, co- of copies doing that at launch is really risky because of course you you run the high not risk but you get the possible reward of it being such a great game that people just flock to your system kind of like what we saw with the switch and zelda yeah and even mario being a first year title um both big games that are kind of odd for it to be beginning titles, right? right? But apparently it worked for them. They were good enough games, reviewed so well, and they were so they were different enough from what people expected that they drove the Switch to be a huge success and they still sold well. Zelda's uh, attach rate was ridiculous. Yeah. More people owned Zelda, Zelda than, the than owned a Switch. Nuts. That's ridiculous. So, you know, I think that they have that chance. They may be like, screw it. Let's just put Uncharted, whatever, or Horizon out as a launch game, I don't think we see it. I think we see it be a after like, a post year one game, right? Yeah. A year two game when there's like ten to fifteen million PlayStation's out there, uh, PS5 specifically. You think so, it's gonna
1: get fifteen million in the second year?
0: I think it'll see a similar trajectory to what we're seeing with PS4 and also Switch. That's respectable. Uh, I I mean, we'll see because what twenty? What's the Switch at after more than, it's, it's it's over a year now? But we're like a year and a half, and Switch is at like twenty million.
1: Yeah, I remember it, it was like Our, a little more ha- it was a little more than what halfway of what Xbox has sold already. Yeah. Which and is I think absolutely so around 20 nuts. I would imagine.
0: So, you know, I don't know exact numbers, but my point being um I think we'll see a similar trajectory as long as sony doesn't come out and do some kind of crazy xbox one reveal um which i don't see no. uh, so even 10 million right let's just say end of year one 10 million it's still a respectable number then say horizon 5 coming a year after playstation's launch and there's 10 million copies down you have potential market to sell 10 million copies of that game or at least the 5 million that the first game sold
1: yeah but these games aren't zelda
0: No, I'm not saying they are, but that's why you want to give them the biggest success window you can. No, exactly. So that's that's... why I say even, so I'd say realistically, if there's 10 to 15 million consoles out there and you want to make Horizon 2 come out and do at least as well as the first one did and hopefully push more as the system continues to live, then you wait as long as possible until you have somewhere in the 10 to 15 million range because then you potentially have a market for 10 million users to buy it or at least half. I don't think it's crazy to think that Horizon was a big exclusive. A year into the thing, if there's 10 million out there, I don't think it's crazy to think that fifty percent of PS4 owners would buy Horizon Two.
1: Yeah, that, I don't. I don't know if I'd go quite fifty. I'd go maybe like thirty-five to forty. Still, I would guess. that's but three yeah, to five million copies. Yeah, it's a depending lot depending on copies. where you're at in the in the so spectrum. Yeah, Horizon so. can definitely would, would make a good comeback. Yep, God uh, of War, obviously. God of War. Yeah, we already know that's going <laughs> to so come. So obviously, uh, Corey's pretty much confirmed that for us. Uh, so, like, let's see. What I don't think is going to return is going to be. Um, a weird one, but I, I really don't think that uh, Bloodborne is going to return. Uh, I've been wanting a sequel so long now. and That you feel like it's, it's off the table? Yeah, I think that what they should have done and, and what I wanted was a Bloodborne 2 similar to Dark Souls or even a Bloodborne spiritual success for, a successor similar to Dark Souls was to Demon Souls. Now,
0: but, I think, though, that that will happen. Now, I'm not saying that we'll get a Bloodborne 2. I'm with you on that it, trail, if right? If I
1: remember correctly, Miyazaki said that as of right now, he's not working on anything related to that series.
0: Well, so does Miyazaki, out of curiosity, consider Bloodborne to also be an intrinsic part of the Souls series? He, he, he... He
1: said so many times no, but every time he talks about this, he lumps them all together. So at this point, yeah, like kind of. Hard to
0: say. I still think that there's a chance that, if nothing else, Japan Studio have worked with them. I think it may be ballsy, but possible that Japan studio will try and do their own version of those types of games because they've worked out with. No, no, not without Miyazaki. It
1: would not be good. We'll see. No, I, I don't guarantee know. you it would not be good. Well, especially Bloodborne.
0: But you still think? Well, yeah, I'm not saying it has to be Bloodborne too, but it can be a it's, it can be a Souls-like game. No. Here's the thing: you are a sta- you are a staunch defender of, of <laughs> Dark Dark Souls two being a good game, even though Miyazaki was not attached to it in any shape or form.
1: Oh no, yeah, it's still a bad Souls game, but it's a fantastic game. Like you go back, like after replaying the so, remaster, it's kind of realigned me again, and it's kind of like yeah, three, one, two, sure, two okay, at the bottom okay. of the barrel. But you still but like it's still two, a good right? Game. Yeah. So
0: would you not? I guess that's where I stand. On it. Would you is, not
1: buy? But you're comparing Bloodborne to two. You're comparing an well, ma- absolute no, no, masterpiece no, no, no. to something that's I'm already not, not, average. Yeah,
0: but I'm not comparing Bloodborne. I'm saying that if Japan Studio were to come out with their own Souls-like game like Bloodborne was, a spiritual successor. It's not going to live up to Bloodborne though. That's the thing. Is that and, and you're saying it has to.
1: Oh, for me, yeah. Like it has. Okay, to, I got you. It has for to, you, yeah. It has but would to, you still buy it? I would be very hesitant. I'd have to wait and see more stuff on it. Okay,
0: Cause because I think that's a. I think it's a. It's a possibility, right? Definitely. Now that we're seeing From Do This move towards publishing with Activision and all these, weird things, it's a very odd move. It is very odd. They're move. skyrocketing apparently. Because I mean, working with Activision seems to be like a good it's like a and Western, bad thing. I mean,
1: um, yeah, Western company for them to publish, I guess. But, yeah, Bloodborne it certainly is something I don't really see coming back. I don't see uh Witcher series coming back at all. Um, well, that's not a
0: Sony IP. Oh opinion, yeah, I guess yeah,
1: we're doing right. We're doing Sony. So like, let's see here. Uh, I don't
0: think that I, I really do honestly believe we've seen the we, end of Siphon Filter. People kept talking yeah. about it, but I don't think who, it,
1: did, who developed Siphon Filter again?
0: Uh, uh Ben, Days Gone ben, Studio. Yeah. Uh here's the thing, I don't necessarily I don't think we'll see Ben come back from I, Well, okay. Oh, I think we'll see Ben come back, I potentially. Don't. I don't. I but, don't think
1: Days Gone is going to sell that well,
0: but I don't think Sony will close them. They've been a reliable studio for I mean, countless not, other they, reasons.
1: They may not close them. I should say we won't see Days Gone back as a franchise. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. don't think Days Gone becomes a franchise. I don't think Days Gone is going to last that long. And yeah. honestly, I don't see Last of Us coming back because after the second one, I would be hard pressed to see them do a if the okay. I'm already having, sales is going to have to be the thing. No, right? I don't care about sales. Like, well, I no, for
0: Sony though, it matters.
1: No, yeah, and I for can, so
0: if whether or not so, Last of Us comes back, we'll we'll. Hinges very heavily on whether or not The Last of Us 2 does anything close to the first one's numbers so, so which I assume it will.
1: I've heard a lot of people say that Uncharted should have ended at 3 instead of 4. Like 4 should never really been made. Um, I don't really have a, a sail on that boat because I don't never, I've played through 1, 2, and 3 and did in, got halfway through 3. uh, Maybe not halfway but either way to me that wasn't a series that I could call that judgment in but like The Last of Us, I'm already really iffy about, too. There is some major qualms that I need to be, like, fixed with in terms of, like, where's Joel? Why are we, like, 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 is he dead? You know, is he a side character at this point? Like, they took away the character we grew with, uh... Along with Ellie, and then he's either gone, dead, or he's sick, and it's just kind of like.
0: Now I don't agree with that, and I had this conversation yeah, I, the other day. I, but I know. If, I, it's if, possible if, if Joel is literally sitting in possible. a base
1: somewhere, and Ellie's doing something on her own without Joel. I'm not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put it down. I'm not gonna play it. So you this is
0: what I'll say on it because I, I I get where you're coming from. I don't think that we've seen enough, and I think that they're potentially being they're not potentially they're specifically being coy about this on purpose because a number of things. There's been talk about them potentially having an agenda that very well could be part of what this that is. Was a very Nobody interesting knows. Video. Uh, I don't know how
1: much of it. I mean, I, I mean, it's hard to say. You don't believe it because Neil said has it. in
0: a way confirmed it. But is it a good or a bad thing? I guess is where it hinges on. It yeah. Goes okay. Back to so let kind say of thing that we've said where Neil says there's agenda. What does it does it matter? Is it a good or a bad yeah. thing? And that's where everybody's opinion differs. But on that, my point being that so if part of it is that he's still trying to push a, an agenda with this, fine. Whatever that may be, the way he's framing the game, even if the final game doesn't come out with it, that, just right? may not come out right um, to us. Because, we've said that before. We've yeah, said that if And there's you, a number of things. Because yeah. here's the people already had problems with the fact that Ellie was a lesbian in the Left Behind DLC. Uh, some Which people did, weird. right? In terms of people who are outside looking in going, well, why are they making a, a whatever? Why are they projecting these social justice warrior things? Whatever. All that mess, right, onto this. But here's the thing. If you play Left Behind, it doesn't feel weird in Left Behind at all. It's a very small section of a See, uh, that's, otherwise that's, large...
1: That's what they did so good is that... And this is what I always tell people about things is like... Put your, like, if you want to make a form of media, of art. Excuse me, I got the hiccups for no reason. And you want to put your, um, I hate saying the word agenda, but if you want to put your thoughts, your processes, your opinions, your political uh, opinions and stuff in these games. If you do a good enough job that tells the story properly, then fine. If you do a bad enough job and you put the stuff in to shoehorn the stuff in, then that's where I'm done with your game. That's where I, that's feels, where I'll stand on if it two. feels
0: shoehorned. That's where then I stand I'm on two. Done. That's what I was saying. Then that's why in I have two, no problem that he's wanting to do this, right?
1: If two, if, if he made Ellie the main character just to make Ellie the main character, and Joel's hanging out somewhere, I'm not going to play it. I will literally put it right back down. Yeah. Because I, I, I care I, about I, Joel. I've bonded as Joel. I would have to play it to
0: know for a fact that he's not in the game for some
1: crazy. No, no. Reason. no I'm saying you know if, I mean? like, if you open up and you're Ellie playing, and there's Joel just standing over there, you talk to him, and he's like, "Go on, kiddo." I'm like, "Nope, done." I, I, now, first of all, Joel I don't believe is, that for a number of reasons, right? No, no, right? I, that's, that's what I'm saying. But I'm not you. saying that's what's in you, the I game. So but to, yeah, I will put the game down because to, I, did, I bonded with Ellie as Joel. So I want to once again... At least I think it's cool to reverse something. the
0: I think it's cool to reverse the role, right? Bond with Joel as Ellie.
1: Get but the bonding from an opposite side. No, it's it's gonna be it'll be weird. And I'm just saying do well, so. not because Joel is a guy, but because you played as Joel in the first game. Like I I I I have his, like, you know, when you play with him and you and you see Ellie doing things and you're like, Okay, this is really cool. Now if <sighs> like they take that emotion away from you for no reason. Couple things, think about this though. Joel
0: was already probably in his own, close to 50, if not 50. I would say 55. Uh, so in the first game, right? Yeah. Now Joel now Ellie is at least 10 years older or you assume about 10 years older
1: at least, right? I wouldn't go 10 years cuz she's 11 in the in first one. In the right? first game, if I'm or so if I'm say, not mistaken. I would say like 7. No, no, yeah, she's a little bit older. But we're saying at least, right? Let's just
0: put a number of... Let's just say she's 20. That's nine years. Let's just say 10 years. Let's say he's 65. First of all... Changing the things on his head, there's a lot of ways they could do it, right? They could be making it Ellie because Ellie is now physically more capable as she's grown and Joel continues to weather. But wither.
1: there has to be a send-off there. Well, that's, sure, that's, but here's the thing. That's my point. So
0: do you remember in the first game, and this isn't a huge thing as a spoiler, but in the first game there is a section where you play as Ellie. I don't think that's a spoiler. I thought that was a really cool switch-up. Oh, no, there really well there's a lot of cool things happening. they do mechanically. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff from the story reason. They can do that. They already showed me that I can play as Ellie and enjoy it. Right, so and I can play as Ellie and join this one, and, and I, there's a there's a number of ways, right? How do we what, know that, 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 that in this game there's not going to be a part where something happens and Joel is having to come that's, after Ellie? That's, that's what i saying. Everything is possible. That, no, Everything that's what, what possible. I've been
1: saying though. Like if that's what I've been saying is if Joe is sitting over there in the corner and like there's no real interaction, if there's no real story, no real cause for me to be playing as Ellie, I'm not going to like it because the whole thing about when you go back and play as Ellie in the, in the very first game when it transitions there to is her, a reason there is a very strong meaningful reason on what you're doing but I also say just because they're the wanting
0: to just because they're wanting to change protagonists to another, I don't think, I, I don't care at all. I think that's cool. I, I've already seen it with, I thought Chloe was a cool protagonist actually in the uh, Lost Legacy. I thought it was actually pretty good. I like Chloe from the previous Lost, games. Uh, Uncharted. Yeah, DLC, Uncharted, right. sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I also like the Darksiders games because they were not afraid to change the protagonist completely. into well, I, mean, I mean, And three is going to see you moving into a fury. I think changing protagonists is fine. It all comes no. down to what you want. And I think as a personal want, I get it. But I don't think that you can necessarily chastise the company for it. No, that said, no I I think, I'm
1: not doing so. I should make that very clear. Yeah, not,
0: where, like, where Last of Us comes back on PS5 or not is going to come down to how well it. it sells on PS4 I see. because p- if it sells even the same as the first game did which is literally monstrous this, they'll come back I, because that's why we're not seeing uncharted nope. truly go away because it's too big from and a business stretching perspective it out and it's getting we'll worse and worse and if it tra- if it does the same thing that halo's done which is start doing a really downward climb yeah or I mean a
1: downward you know it took halo what most people would say would be 5 games to get to that downward climb because everybody says pretty much that you know, Halo one, two, three, four, Reach are all games, and you get that side of like, well, multiplayer sucks in this one, campaign's better. Like, regardless, it has something for someone. Sure. I think Uncharted has done that, obviously. Of one being great, two being the best, three being great again, and then four just kind of being, eh. From what I've seen and heard, I've heard. What's funny I, though, from that. It, obviously, these people who feel this way
0: are not voting with their wallet or whatever because Uncharted Four is still the best-selling Uncharted game. Which not you bundled. come down to they get
1: bundled for free. Oh, but, with a lot of yeah, but
0: also later. I mean, I know, but still, but it's my, all calculated. It, it all comes down to I'll get all this, but it still sold the best, and no matter right. how you cut it, it sold the best by a large margin. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. All comes down to a business decision. You don't Sony as a business would be really dumb if they can still continue to make a studio they can put out what they consider to be a very quality game, then. It's like I use the analogy with bands all the time, right? Seven Dust continues to put out new albums. They're not they're no longer pushing any envelopes, but all of their albums are kind of continuing to kind of iterate off the, the style of writing they did back with Cold Day Memory, and that's fine with me. They're a very old band. If they can find a way to continue doing what they're doing in a way that I still can listen to and go, This is cool, it will never ring with me the same way as the original did, but, but I'm enjoying every bad. time it comes exactly. out. Exactly. If they can find a way to do that to where a game if the games have a constant bar of quality that they're never falling under, it doesn't matter or if they're pushing an envelope anymore in the same way as long as it's they can continue enjoyable. to be good then Sony has an easy way to make millions upon millions and so see, they can continue to fund more risky projects right. and, and I think that that's worthy
1: and I think that's my problem with uh, The Last of Us is that like it's almost it's almost what people had problems with with the Dark Knight series in which the Dark Knight was such a pinnacle of that series that, that Dark the, Knight Rises would was,
0: have automatically had to have been a worse like, movie a, a lesser movie I yeah, guess is the word and that's
1: my thing is that like the Last of Us uh, is just one of those top games that in my mind I there's never been a game that has made me like cry, laugh and just want to explore the way it did its world and sure. listen to every single piece of dialogue with headphones on the first time I played it and and actually like when those little chat pop ups with Ellie would happen, and you want to walk arcades, over and talk, yeah, to, talk yeah. to her and figure out the world, and then, you know, replaying certain segments of the games, try to different things. That's my thing is that they did it so right uh, or so well the first time that, that you I get the sophomore it, slump. That Yeah, you get this. You get that. I'm going to go back into this game expecting something on that grand of scale. And if I, and it's very possible that because of gameplay, hopefully not because of like um, personal, political, whatever you want to call it, reasons, uh, that, that that this game may see a turn, and sure. for me, like like I said, I don't care what you put in your game. I don't care if you know uh, a character is gay. I don't care if she's a girl. I don't care if he's you know trans. I don't care uh, if your game is good. It's good. But if you go out of your way to make sure that things know and ha- happen and it shoves it in your face every five seconds, then it's just bad writing. So and that goes for any minority. That goes for anything in the world. Sure.
0: And I, I the last two things we'll say about The Last of Us, or I'll say about The Last of Us, and we can move on because there's other franchises I still want to talk well, about. Well, let's get that done. Um, yeah. Um, the, the last two things I want to say, though, is that I'm with you on the story thing about w- the way you write. I think that I've already mentioned it before. Games are inherently political. They just right. are, because because people are inherently political, because almost everything is politicized to some degree. It's just the way we are. Everybody has their own thoughts and feelings on every issue, even if they don't care to be involved in it. They still have their own thoughts on it. So... The thing that artists always do is that they work those thoughts and ideas and thought process into games, but they normally do it. This is where I stand. If you're doing it in, if you're, I'm not gonna say inadvertently, but if you're doing it subconsciously, where it's not, it's not happening because you're you're sitting down with these right, it, with the express intent in. of going, I'm gonna make this game do yep. this because I think that I have to do exactly. this. Exactly. If you just write a story because it's the story that's in your head and that you're pushing for, and I hope that that's what Uncharted is. I, I mean, do I, too. I hope that's what The Last of Us Two is.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that.
0: Um, yeah, but still. I hope that's what it is. I hope it's just Neil going, okay, but I, he's technically already said otherwise, but as long as he's letting these things flow out.
1: I mean, as long as it's not pushed in my face. Like, yeah. As long as it's like. And there's
0: a number of ways to do it. I mean, every. Like, you know, people say, well, politics shouldn't be games at all. Well, Bioshock without politics is a bland game. Politics completely control the entirety of why Bioshock exists. The whole world of Rapture exists because of politics.
1: Oh, and, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about... Yeah, no, like, but politics... In the game, current, and here's, yeah, well, no, no, I no, think, political
0: I themes. Think, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But now, th- those are fine, too. But politics in general, right, of any sports, Because there's people that are like, well, okay, well, the, the city of Rapture is all communistic, you know, idealistic dream worlds that just cannot work that we know... And you don't have to agree with those to look and be like, well, this is a cool world that's created yeah. by those political statements. It's just, it's interesting. So games are inherently political. They just are what they are. People have their own biases and their own opinions that they work into. Their stuff. But if, as long as you're doing it subconsciously and inadvertently and you're not doing it because you're sitting down with the express intent to try and do something, I honestly don't care. Even if you are sitting down with that express intent, if you can do it in a way that's subtle and doesn't beat me over the head, exactly. I'm fine.
1: The second it beats me over the head, I'm done.
0: So I mean, and that it, goes
1: for any like that goes for anything honestly, like movies, YouTube creators, uh, anything like that, like
0: any form of media. And yeah. any, like I said, every form of media has it. And that doesn't mean I'm going to bash it. I'm just going if if it gets to a point where I feel it's too much, I won't even have to say. I mean, inherently, we run a podcast, right? So we're going to say our own thoughts about it because yeah. that's what we do in the podcast. Right. But I'm not going to just go out and create a train to just ram stuff down people's throat and go contact Naughty Dog and say, uh, this, this, and this. I'm just going to go well. Just vote your wallet. It was too much for me. I'm just going to pull back. Yeah. And that's and honestly, I'll even tell you, I'm going to buy the game. I know I'm going to buy the game.
1: You don't agree with Neil, just don't buy the game. Yeah. Just tell people, don't buy the game. Or if I buy the
0: game and I don't like it, I'll just quit playing the game. And that's it. It is what it is. That's the
1: big problem, I think, with hate mobs. But go ahead with your, uh, because I think that between Naughty Dog or Naughty The the, the the Last of Us.
0: The second thing about The Last of Us, just get it out of the way, because it's very quick, is that... You were talking about the sophomore slump potential, definitely when you're dealing with ca- characters you already know and love. Right. Do you remember after The Last of Us came out and was received so positively and sold so incredibly well, there was actually statements from Neil that the next Last of Us game would – most likely, at the time, he did not want to include Joel and Ellie in it because of the fact yeah. that it would—that that would, would have
1: been fine too if it was somewhere else in the universe. Because you know, I what? Agree. I'm not going back to that familiarity that is Joel and Ellie.
0: And you're coming in with a with an already open mind because it's new people. And so I'm, you, I'm also kind of curious
1: about that person they showed off in the trailer. The, uh, the buff woman. Like we haven't seen her yet. Like I don't know if she's a character. I don't know if she's a bad guy. I I'll know. say
0: this: I actually like the way they've done all the trailers so far, even the one with the kiss. I don't care because I do not like the one with the buff woman.
1: The one with the buff woman, I think it was confusing. It was I did not know what was going on, and that that's cool to me. That was very, but done very badly. Yeah, I disagree, but that's okay. It didn't want me asking questions. I just watched it. I'm like, what the hell just happened? like it, I didn't want to it had know. a lot of
0: questions for me like who are these people who are these Japanese people you presume that are saying these things are uh, the whatever they have the marked ones or whatever they called them. I can't remember what the wording was uh, but I was like this time is interesting nothing to like well yeah but if about. they gave you a time frame there's a million things that could happen but still uh, so moving on one of those one of the franchises we haven't talked about and we all know that we feel very different ways about it uh, do you still think because I honestly am just so much on the bridge do you think we see the order again no I'm almost with you. I I honestly.
1: So we have like, what, five months left of this year. I don't think we're going to see anything related to the order. If we do not see it within this year, I doubt it'll come back. It'll be too far and out of minds at that point.
0: The only thing I'll say about this is that I've already said uh, on the previous stuff that. You'll shave your head. (laughs) No, that was for this
1: E3. No, 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 partner. That goes across all time. Okay. Then as soon as there's a Bloodborne 2, son. No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't Bloodborne 2 and me. It was Death Stranding is PT. Oh, that's yeah. right. So we if that know, happens, you know. We don't know that's not going to happen now. <laughs> that's true. Um,
0: okay, so that said, though, I've already talked about the significance of choosing specific games that act as really good console openers. I think if the order does come back, the smartest way to do it is to do it as a PS5 launch title. Yeah. Because we already know I can that, see that actually. they can... They can show a technical showcase. We already know the order is still beautiful today. Oh yeah, it's so still one if, of the you, best if you if you let them games. if you let them iterate on that engine as a PS5 launch title, it can be a really great graphical showcase to show what the system's capable uh-uh. of.
1: No, because I think that's where they strayed too close in the first one. I think that's where it became more show than it game. Sure,
0: but you are, but now they're iterating, right? They're not creating from ground up. This is a, this is the point of iteration.
1: They could do that without having it as heavy cinematically detailed as the first one was.
0: But, but but they can do that far easier because they're all the they can run off of a ton of things the first game already built before they were having to do. That, that with building all these No, that's what I'm
1: saying. Is that like, yeah, but there's also mechan- it mechanics. It won't take them as long. as the, the structure of the game was weird in terms sure. of like there's, there's a no, yeah there's a number of, I get what you're saying up presentation across them. gameplay yes so yeah. and, and I'm
0: with you they need to cut the picking things up just to glare at them for that more than a ridiculous. second stupid bad especially decision especially
1: because you had to sit there and do it for like I, I think it was like seven seconds the only other bad get thing get is a
0: couple of yeah the only other thing is a couple of moments where you're walking there's a cutscene then you walk for like two minutes and then there's a cutscene bad game design yeah, there, why there, ever Gears do
1: that Gears of War 2 did that I think it was and it wasn't, it wasn't like cutscene, but it was like walking at a normal pace and then stopping and talking on your your mic in your ear or whatever and then doing it again it's like dude these people can make such a beautiful game such a a somewhat with one really dumb decision how is your pacing this bad like how how is it that like you don't know what pacing is and how it can be this bad like uh, i forgot what there's another game there was a third person game that did that too it may have been the order that i'm thinking of but like, I just remember walking at a normal speed, then stopping to talk, and then walking, then stopping. I'm just like, stop sure. this.
0: So I'll, that's where I'm getting at with Order. I think The Order 1887 makes a great PS5 launch game because it could be a graphical showcase easily by, by just iterating on the series as we already know it. And they can it can be their chance to try and fix all the problems the, everybody had with the first this one. Is, right?
1: This is one of those games, too, that it needs a spot at PSX for somebody to come out and be like... Yeah, this game's gonna be five hours long. Ha ha, forty hours long. Just kidding. Like you need to make sure that people know that this game is not a repeat of the first one. Because well, yeah, if, yeah. It, if you don't let them and know, you can that, do that. And your marketing, do that. marketing would kill that game. Sure.
0: And I think that I think that Sony has the ability to do that. So I think that's where we stand on that. A couple other ones we haven't talked about. I think with the success of Ratchet and Clank, it's easy to imagine it coming back. Yeah. I honestly think that we see it potentially another Ratchet and Clank before the PS4 is even done. I, I can um, see that. But I can also see it as a PS5 game. Uh, not necessarily as a launch game. Sly Cooper, I'm on the fence about. I do think because it, definitely they're still doing the Sly Cooper show, there's a chance to some shape or form that we see Sly Cooper maybe even get a similar treat um, treatment of Ratchet and Clank nope. where they completely reboot it, but I don't oh, know. it's I think they're
1: talking about go with the show in tandem. No, 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 no. But just okay.
0: a completely reboot, you know, and give it, you know, just really focus on polish and everything. I think there's a chance. I also think there's a chance that it's Sly Cooper 5. I just think that the launch Longer you wait between iterations. I wish it was like Cooper Five. That'd be cool. I'd love it because there's so much stuff that four left. It See, answered I, I and then left the unanswered. That will. Oh, it's so cool. I still don't know how
1: what his name. Well, how unknown guys in, in Kingdom Hearts One. I can't think of how that makes sense in canon. It's oh. really? Bothering me. Oh
0: well, it actually makes a lot of sense in canon. But we'll talk about it right before you it leave. Might be it's, quick. it's quick. I'm It's quick, but. Uh let's see, is there any other big notable franchise? Jack and Daxter would be really out? cool
1: to see a comeback. Oh yeah, I just but don't I don't know. think it's gonna like obviously know. Naughty Dog's not gonna do it. Um Blue Point would be the no. Is it Blue Point? Yeah. Blue Hole. Okay, Blue Hole did PUBG. Blue Point is the good people. Yeah. Um but I really, really want to know what Blue Point's working on. Uh and th- what they're working on would determine me saying another franchise because obviously we'll never see a Metal Gear solid game again. Um in terms of Kojima, Konami, and even then, if it's Konami, I don't want it uh, because Metal Gear Solid Survive was so bad. Um,
0: thinking about any other one-off PlayStation series that they or franchises they did, because in my mind, I'm thinking big franchises, right? That's where I'm going. I don't think we well, we'll, I mean, I honestly Rush don't could, think could we'll see a,
1: Gravity Rush could be a cool comeback. It would never happen. It would
0: never happen. I, I don't think Gravity Rush will come back. I think that's actually a pretty. I think we'll see. We'll finally dry. see
1: Little Big Planet Four.
0: Maybe. Once I think Little Big League Planet done. needs time to go. But yeah, because Sumo Digital did Little Big Planet 3. Fun game. Oh, yeah, that was. But it wasn't as good as 1 and 2. But yeah, I also think that there's a lot I, of reasons the why it wasn't as big. Um, I, I, so Little Big Planet may come back. I don't know. I think it may. Honestly, it may be better just to leave that series because it's, oh. it's, it's a great series. But I think leaving it would be smarter in the long run, at least for a long time. So maybe a PS5 game. I guess that's actually a good way to put it. I, I don't. I don't know though skipping a whole generation may even be a good idea. It's a great idea but you risk running it out to be kind of dry the more you play on it and Dreams is already going to gonna occupy that space. Yeah. So and the, from the same developer so.
1: Yeah right. Medium Um
0: let's see other, I think, let's think a PS2 it. series that, um, they was did first party. I don't think a lot of them would come back. Most of the PS2 series that were there that had any kind of real promise did come back already. Uh, yeah. I, th- I can't think of any, there's a couple of potential PS one RPG series that have had a lot of cry. I don't think that we see a Legend of Dragoon remake or reboot or anything. Who, who made it Legend would of be of cool. G- I can't think
1: about that right now. Cause I it, think
0: it was studio Japan, but I honestly don't know. Really? I mean, it was published by Sony. So I imagine it had to be studio Japan. Um, but I don't think we see that
1: because I know it wasn't Square, and I know it wasn't. Uh... Yeah,
0: S I D Japan Studio. Wow, that's what I thought. Uh, cool
1: idea. Cool. I mean, I think it would be Kingsfield cool. To come would back. be a cool comeback.
0: Uh, not necessarily a Sony franchise, but. You know, I guess Uh, I can't think of any other big ones. I know that as soon as we get done with this, I'm gonna be like dumb that I can't. It is late. I am tired. Whatever it's an excuse, but it's a real one, isn't right?
1: Well, at this point, we're just going off second party, third parties.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's there's reason to talk about second party exclusives, but most of them that I I guess some of them, a lot of them, I'll say if I'm not mentioning them right now, I probably don't think they're coming back. I think Gravity Rose Two is an easy one to say wouldn't be coming back. I don't think that we see. um,
1: I think that that was Sony's fault too.
0: What, Gravity Rush? Yeah. Oh, Knack is what I was getting at. I don't think we see Knack uh, again. Knack two was pretty much it was a great game. It was a nail in the coffin. The only reason I could see it coming back is that maybe the games are cheap enough to make and they get enough sales from a um family friendly offering because you know it, r- it, there's not a lot of family friendly offerings on the PlayStation, right? From a first party standpoint. So if you think about Knack One, Knack Two, and Ratchet and Clank, and then of course Little Big Planet Three was one, and then media molecule when it comes to dreams, I never those will be kind of five, yeah. Of course, they were really big sellers for kids. That's what a lot of people bought them for. Wow. Uh, definitely want to work at GameStop. I guess stop. that makes sense. Yeah, very easy to play, platformer heavy. I, I will say,
1: though, like, uh, that,
0: that's, that's only five games, right? So, I mean, you think about the rest of their games. Sony's right now is very known for making very mature games. Having a game that has mass market appeal in a in a different way, right? Cause they have a mass market appeal in adult sense. But uh, when you think about as an entirety across all age groups, it makes sense to have something like knack where it's something that kids can play and enjoy and it makes sense for them to do it. But it's also something that I can play as an adult and like, and I can turn it on the hardest mode and have a fun challenge um, while I'm doing it. Right. So I think there's ways. And then of course you can, a lot of great writers, writers will write, write something that makes sense to kids, but has more there for adults if they choose to pay attention. Yeah. So, the best
1: kids shows like, like, a lot of the old school cartoons from like the nineties, like Rugrats and fairly odd parents who nothing purchased from 2000, but whatever. All those sure. are good shows. They oh, have. I know
0: one everybody's golf. I think everybody's golf did well. I think it will oh, come yeah. back in some sense, some form. I think that we will see. And again, this is uh, this is more of a, I I in the again. same breath. I think that we see Quantic Dream, uh, continue to work with Sony. I think there will be definitely after the, the success of Detroit, there will be another, you know, uh, Quantic Dream style game. Right. Uh, it probably won't be a sequel to anything. Their, their stuff don't, doesn't really handle the idea of making a sequel well. So I think that I even have a slight idea that there's a chance that Sony will buy Quantic Dream now yeah the reason i was waiting because i know that sony hadn't done it yet right but heavy rain was really successful but then beyond really wasn't and now this one is so sony's got two of three games that that are that are pretty successful how would you feel
1: if that was in one of those uh developers that uh or teams i should say that uh phil talks about on the xbox's stage that would have been wild because (laughs) xbox
0: turned down heavy rain did they originally and then sony said yes uh, which is also weird at the time that Sony said yes. But I think it was because they were like, crap, PlayStation 3 came out kind of yeah. poorly. We need games, and we got to show off. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think Quantic Dream comes back with something of their own that's cool and, and different. And it would actually be cool to see them slightly try and evolve their gameplay. Uh, I think that we may see Supermassive continue to come back with something along the line from a second-party uh, from a second party standpoint with yeah. something along the line of like Until Dawn. They've already talked about the chances of an Until Dawn 2, which is the idea of— and it's a second-party team, to be fair. Oh, yeah. But they've already talked about the idea of there being an Until Dawn 2. That's not a direct sequel, but it's a sequel set to where it's either like in the same world or with the same mindset, right? Yeah. It's like Final Fantasy. And they're not I don't all think sequels, they're going to be able to know
1: but... that twist that was in the first one.
0: Who knows, man? That's what I'm saying. So there's a, there's a number of, of games. You really just have to sit and think about what's come this generation because it's been kind of a massive outpour. Obviously, Gran Turismo comes back. Gran Turismo is an obvious answer. Well, I don't we,
1: we don't have to list every one of them. <laughs> why I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, but I think Infamous, that's the last one. I'll, I'll stop it there. I think Infamous has a chance of coming back. It's a series that's ripe for iteration. It's easy. They did choose a slightly weird way by making Delson a Power Sponge because it's hard to think, well, now it, there makes sense. It makes the most sense to just make Delson the character in the next one, but I think he was a good enough character. So I still think it's a world that's right to just give me a different conduit, tell me their story.
1: Yeah. And I and I mean, if told correctly, too, I still need to play Infamous Second Son more. I, I played like four hours of sure. it. Sure.
0: So that's where I'm going to end it. I think that that makes plenty of sense. Why well, don't um, you guys let us know in the comments? Like, yeah. Yep. What PlayStation what series thought. would you like to come back on PS5, be it something all the way back to PS1, uh, PS2, whatever. If Sony's had some kind of deal with it. Wipeout, maybe that's something. I think Wipeout will still see live. So Wipeout who knows? Cool. But uh, I think that there's plenty to talk about there, and I know there's plenty that we're not thinking. Of. They're coming to me now that we're we're kind of closing down. But and that's okay Sorry
1: for the long, rambly, tired episode. It is quite late here. That's okay. I have fun with these episodes because I am too. tired,
0: but they – you know, you talk to a point where you come up with something You're like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I would have thought about that if I wasn't super tired. That's so, true. You
1: get that. You get that wake. Uh, what's it called? Can't think about
0: it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this has been Triangle Squared. And oh, man, we didn't do Lucky Episode 68. No, we did. Did
1: we? I did. Oh, look. 67.
0: On, uh, 67. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're on top of more than I am. So that's good. <laughs> this has been Triangle Squared. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks. Oh, hey, bro. I forgot to hit the Discord thing. No, we're still recording.